I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And I am Dr. Todd. We have talked about our visits to Three Mile Brewing in Davis, California several times on this podcast. I don't want to say it was a selling point for my daughter attending UC Davis, but I will say it didn't hurt. Uh, The brewers at Three Miles are true masters of the small batch. And of course, they have a great story to go along with their amazing beers. And tonight, we are lucky enough to be joined by two of the founding members of Three Mile Brewing, Joe Runner and Roy Lester. Welcome. Thank you. Very glad to be with you guys. Thank you. So I'm going to start off first question, and I, I want to thank you guys again for taking the time to call in. Uh, can you guys tell us a little bit about the Three Mile Brewing origin story? So, so the story starts with all of us, or the vast majority of us, working at Genentech in Vacaville. So those of you that know the Three Mile founders, there are seven of us, which actually sounds like a lot. But we all still have full-time jobs, and we're working uh, in the biotech industry, the majority of us. And so that's where we met, and uh, that's where we developed together our love for craft beer and started doing home brewing session. We had a lot of late-night brewing sessions slash tasting sessions. <laughs> and, of course, you know the never-ending talk of opening our own brewery. And that really, that, that talk and that discussion became the driver for us to start taking some steps. And I remember it was, the catalyst that I remember is there was one evening that we were talking about for probably the millionth time talking about opening a brewery. And Kevin Johnson, one of our founding partners, said, why don't we, instead of talk about it, why don't we take steps to do something about it? And that sort of took root and we started looking into what would it take and we started looking into the finances and and the the legalities of it and and trying to figure out what would it what could we do and and then a few short months later we decided to form an LLC and a couple months after that we ended up funding the LLC's bank account and then a, a month after that we signed a lease and that's when it became really real was that, you know, we, we had this lease that we had signed and we were like, oh, my gosh, we, we're now now we're paying rent. <laughs> right. and, what did uh, we do? <laughs> <laughs> we've got to we've got to actually have some income because we are paying rent now and, and we're, we got to we got to get moving. And so uh, we, we started, you know, ordering equipment. We had a great plan uh, and and we built our our brewery. Um, based on 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 Roy's vision and Roy's plan. Roy's our head brewer and co-founder and he was the one that built that brewery with his vision and uh, the ideas behind what would what would make this brewery really work well uh, for you know in this space. So I, it was Kevin that was the catalyst. I figured it was one of the uh, significant others or wives that wanted the garage back on a Tuesday night and said, Go open a place and get out of the garage. Well, yeah, that was kind of the deal. And also when I told my wife, I go, I don't know, we're actually going to do this, man. 
Um, she's like, oh, oh, are you kidding? I'm like, no, please. I thought she would be a lot more uh, understanding at the moment because she knows her passion. And, and, and my wife is absolutely very, very considerate of that. But uh, I, I definitely was like, oh, no, no, we're real. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. We were re- said, hey, let's start writing checks with it. <laughs> <laughs> we were recently told by a uh, head brewer and founder of Epic Brewing, Clayton LeBlanc, that, and I'm going to quote him here, sometimes the answer is a brew pub. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And that's that was true. the case for you guys as <laughs> yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. So for you guys in terms of, uh, and I, I guess maybe Roy too as the head brewer, what, what's, your, what's your background with regards to brewing? Well, you know, for me, um, you know, I, I started, I had a lot of different jobs along the way. And then I uh, applied for a job in a um, small brew on premises here uh, in the Sacramento area. I was just getting out of a online internet business that I was, I was part of. And I thought, well, you know what, let me learn how to make beer and do this kind of thing. And in the process I was thinking, Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to get into brewing, but then um, I just learned so much about making beer and the the fun about doing it. It It was quite, quite cool. Very good. Nice. Hey guys, this is this is Todd, Doctor Todd. I'm called on the show. But hey, I just got a quick question: Is uh, why the name Three Mile? How did you guys arrive with that? So there was some legislation that had been pushed by the Women's Temperance Organization in the early 1900s mm-hmm. that uh, outlawed alcoholic establishments within a three-mile radius from the UC Davis campus. Oh, okay. nice, nice. That started in 1911 huh. and went all the way through Prohibition all wow. the way till 1979. Wow. So there's wow. a lot of folks, there's a lot of old-timer Davis folks that recall having to drive all the three way miles. out to... <laughs> and it wasn't just pubs. It wasn't just bars and breweries. It was also... Uh, even even markets couldn't sell alcoholic beverages within wow. that three mile radius. That's a good and, story. And yeah, so so that's the amazing history of Davis uh, that it had that three mile radius all the way around the campus. And and uh, stories go that the city would go out and measure periodically to make <laughs> sure that, uh, yeah. that alcoholic establishments hadn't moved a couple of inches one way all or right. the other. And so, uh, and so that's that's part of our history, and and something that I think a lot of folks remember, uh, maybe not dearly, but uh, they do recall <laughs> that uh, period of history for for Davis. That is amazing. Yeah, until nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, all the way till nineteen seventy nine. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Even more yeah. challenging since it's Davis, they had to pedal that far. <laughs> True. No, right. No one drives right, in Davis. Right. <laughs> and, and you know what's interesting, too, is after that, once it got repealed, uh, the city of Davis even had open container laws. Oh, so they wow. went, the pendulum swung all the, the other, other way. All the other yeah. way. Uh, that's, wow. The open container laws have since been outlawed, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't too long ago that it was open containers were allowed on the street. Wow. Um, yeah, which is interesting. What were some of the obstacles, or, or maybe you want to package it in uh, successes that helped define Three Mile Brewing and your philosophy and goals as a, a brewery in your four years you've been uh, doing this? I mean, that's a great question. We've, we've Thank had you. I wrote that myself. I mean, all of the <laughs> obstacles obviously are, uh, you don't really anticipate 
what the obstacles. I mean, you you try to anticipate what the obstacles are going to be, but um, for us, you know, what we were mostly focused on what were the financial obstacles, and we did have financial obstacles we, that we had to overcome. Uh, we didn't think that it was going to be so, we. So basically, what we did when we started out, we sat in front of a whiteboard and we tried to guess based on our best capability of how much it was going to cost, and then we doubled that. And then we were, wow. and then we added money to it to try to just be in a safety zone. And to be quite honest, we were very close when it came to opening day that we were pretty spot on with what we had estimated and then doubled and then added on. And so it was, it, that was an obstacle. Uh, we had some uh, licensing obstacles that we dealt with and, and even some brewing obstacles in the, in the early days of, of scaling up from, you know, just doing home brewing to, to commercial sized batches and, and trying to figure out, you know, how certain recipes would scale from the system that we were used to, to a brand new system. And I remember actually one of the early brews that we had, it was a red ale that tasted phenomenal out of Roy's garage in the five gallon system. But when we got it to the commercial yeah. scale system, I remember tasting it and it was like, I was like, this tastes like dirt. <laughs> oh, and I was looking in the glass and I was like, I, I told Roy, I was like, this was, this is like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a goddamn earthworm in there <laughs> because it tastes like dirt. So, and, <laughs> so, that, was, that was definitely, that was definitely a failure. And uh, <laughs> without a doubt. So what was one of your, what were one of your first beers when you did scale up that you said, Okay, wow, this is this is a winner. This is, you know, this this is what beer can taste like. So when you when we first scaled up. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, we we had done a lot of home brewing. I I worked in the worked in the brewing industry, you know, long before we we opened the place up, but the the hop game had changed quite a bit. And I didn't realize how much it had changed and then putting the amount of hops into the beers that were required for a commercial batch was was i didn't quite understand it we had mm. to hop quite a bit more than i realized mm. you know we 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 first time i did it i was like oh i'm, I'm gonna do by about a half a pound a barrel which was definitely not enough hops <laughs> uh it was i was like no kid that's not nearly enough and then we kept hopping more and more and more we, we worked on hopping a lot more at that point gotcha. uh, my wife and I, before you opened, I think it was the day before you opened, we have a soft opening, we just were walking around downtown Davis, and I got a whiff of the wart, and I said, honey, there's a brewery here. Yeah. I don't know where, because you're a little bit tricky to find if you don't know where you're, where you're, where you're heading, just right down downtown Davis. You wouldn't think it'd be so hard, but the first beer, that, that very first weekend you opened, uh, I met Juan, and he shared the Honey Blonde, which I think he said he made at that time with honey from his, bees from his farm, yep. is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. And, and that was a fantastic that. beer. Yep. yep. We still do that with our honey blonde. And and to be honest, I don't know if the recipe has changed much since then for the now, honey blonde. We've changed a little bit of the hot profile, but we haven't changed the honey profile at all. Other than the yearly different honey that we get. That that and the Portland Dark. The Portland Dark uh is a fantastic <laughs> fantastic beer. Well, we've definitely changed that as you know. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know if you knew. 
<laughs> that I knew. <laughs> Definitely changed that one, man. <laughs> so then, so here's my question: is you talk about changing your recipes and those types of things. So with so many, so many guys there, or so many chefs, I guess we could call them in, in the kitchen there. How do you guys make decisions about what to brew, how to brew it, and then what's finished and 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 you know ready to be uh, sold? You know, I mean, the thing was we had to figure out how would we do this and. We, were, we had to figure out who's going to make the final decision on it. We gave it to one of us, and it was, happened to be me. It was really, really nice that they, they trusted well, it, me. Well, it didn't just happen to be him. It happened to be <laughs> It wasn't it a was strong him because thing. he had the most experience right. with, with brewing and, and, and the most capability. But, you know, it just happened to be me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing was, I work with my partners and we, we taste all the beers together. And if we decide a beer isn't ready to go, we, we don't, we don't put it out there. We will, we'll dump it. One of the, one of the earlier times that we had a beer that we weren't sure was going to be something we could put out there was um, a lavender beer. We did a lavender honey blonde. We, I put so much lavender into it that it was a little bit over the top. And I was afraid that this would not be a beer we could sell. The partners were like, no, 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 no. God, no. This is just way too much flour. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, we, we talked about it. We did tastings. We did blending. We, we did so much. And then finally we got down to the point where we, we did the tasting. We, we did the blending. Like, oh, no, we're going to go with this because I, I think it's crazy and good. And it's a good thing that we did. But boy, it was it was a definite challenge working with all of the partners because we want while we do have certain things that we can we can decide on our on our own. It's really good to have each one of us be part of the the decision making, which is what we did at that point. Mm -hmm. Okay, so once again, what was one of your first beers? You said, wow. All right. We're on to something here. Yeah. Before before you open up a brewery. Yeah. Do you remember your first wow beers? Oh, the first wow beers that we brewed ourselves? Yeah, or yeah. Wow beers, Or the first wow beers that I had before we even got into brewing. Yeah, let's do that one before, and yeah, then yeah. let's get to the ones that you've made. All right. That sounds fun. So, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> I wish so, we had them to drink with you while we, while we hear about it. I know, right? Are you guys? You guys do have a beer in front of you. Yeah, right? we, uh, got, we, we, have, got, we got a lot of beer. Oh, there's one. Yes, they're, they're good, scattered good, all good. over the table. Good, good. So, so... I remember at least what I, what I will say for this podcast is my first legal beer. Very good. <laughs> so, so my wife, girlfriend at the time, is uh, part Portuguese. And so I used to attend, as a young man, these uh, festas. And I remember going to a festa, which is a Portuguese gathering where they, you know, they, they get together and they hang out and, and there's beer and there's food. And I remember that my father-in-law went and he got me a, a macro Budweiser beer on a warm summer day in a plastic cup. Okay. And, and I remember that beer coming to me, and I remember being very not impressed, like just not oh, impressed. Okay, I didn't that know where we were going with this. <laughs> and, and I was like, this is just, you know, everybody talks about beer. I mean, this is just not the, what, I, what I expected. I. And I, I remember giving it away to one of my girlfriend's uncles at the time. And, um, and then 
of course, you know, that morphed into uh, cases of beer in college, uh, <laughs> of Rolling Rock and yeah. whatever that, you know, was cold and, and alcoholic that, mm-hmm. you know, Cheap. that I could bring into, Anybody, which was yeah. which was great, right? But But then I remember that first beer that I that I actually opened and tasted that made me think, wow, that is a beer. And it was Fort Bragg's stout, the old Rasputin. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the yeah. Russian that stout beer to me was a groundbreaker mentally because that was like, that was like, Oh my gosh, that beer is phenomenal. And then it, it also makes me think of one of the questions that we always ask when, when we're getting to know people and, for you know to work in the tap room or the brewery is is what beer would you drink if there's only one beer left in the world oh my mm-hmm. goodness that's a good, good question and that's a that's a complex question because it's not for me it's not old rasputin and so it's for me it's actually sierra nevada pale ale oh tom, tom is jumping up and down right now <laughs> one for and chico I think that beer is what it is the beer that i would probably drink if if that was the only beer left oh, on earth, on, because no. yeah, first, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. This. I gotta interrupt Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Nevada. By the way, it probably is my choice now, but that was the very first micro beer I ever had. Right, right. And I was not impressed. Uh-huh. I was. I went to a Grateful Dead concert in Oakland, and I thought. What the fuck is this hippie? Beer? Oh, sorry. Never mind. That's because you had too much pot beforehand. What the hell is this hippie beer that you just gave me? Because oh my god, this is so bitter, and I was only used to macro beer beers at that point. Right. Oh my god, I do not want too big this of a jump ever, ever again. Yeah. That's good. Come yeah. to find out, many years later, I will love that beer dearly. Yes. <laughs> So what was your first wild beer where you, where you, where you kind of came around and said, okay, beer can taste like this? Yeah. You know, I had, you know, like I said, I had uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale at a Grateful Dead concert. Not impressed. And then I had um, Sudworks. They had the Hefeweizen. Right. And I went over there and I bought a pint of it and I put the lemon in it. And I said, what the hell is this beer? No, I don't dig this at all. But by the way, which is a really good Hefeweizen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, I just wasn't ready for it at that point. But my, my, my very first beer that really just turned me into thinking, this is what a beer can taste like, was Chimay. And I had the White Label and the Grand Reserve, and I thought, man, this is crazy different than I ever expected a beer to taste like. And it, it, just, it just made me think, what can we do with beer? And that was super cool. I made... I was working for a, a small brewery at the time, and I wanted to make one that tasted like the Blue Label, the Grand Reserve. And I put on oak, and I, I did all this stuff, and, and nobody wanted to drink it. <laughs> I, I thought the beer was good. And even today, I would like to think that beer was good. Maybe people weren't drinking it because it wasn't, but <laughs> But it definitely, it definitely made me think, I can make beer taste crazy, I can put wood on it. I can make it taste interesting and be different from this canned Budweiser, whatever the hell it was that was out there. Well, you know, we, I've noticed on my visits and, and our visits together, 
when you come to Three Mile Brewing, you better not have your heart set on a specific beer because the beer list is always changing. I even noticed that it's changed since I was just there two weeks ago. Um, so are there some flagship beers or must-try beers for someone making a trip to Davis, California? Or it's just you get what you get, don't throw a fit. It's going to be amazing. Sit down, try it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked about this when we were when we were getting the business started and talked about making flag, uh, flagship. We actually have a joke about a flagship beer <laughs> because we talked about having a flagship rye pale ale that we never really went forward with too much. And we've done a couple of rye pails and they've been great, but we don't really do flagships. No, no, absolutely not. And I think that's for, I mean, that was, that was definitive to feel like it's going to be something new. It's not going to be the thing that you expect. And when, when the beer isn't there, we're going, it'll be here. You should come back. (laughs) It might be a good marketing thing. Yeah. Yeah, So, Hey, we've got a good feel since we're in San Diego. We know kind of what the, the brewing community is like down here. A lot, a lot of breweries. So what, what? Give us a feel for what's what's the community like up there in Davis, the surrounding area there. I guess uh, so. You you guys probably are aware there are four breweries here in Davis in the city limits. There's Sudwork, Super Owl, Dunlow, and ourselves. And um, we were the we were the second brewery. Sudwork, of course, was the the very first, and they've been here for quite a long time, and a very successful and very very good brew actually all of the all of the breweries here in davis are what i think are world-class mm-hmm. and fantastic breweries i think one of the things that marks this community is the collaborative nature of the brewing community there have been situations where we've been in need of a certain hop profile or something like that and all we have to do is reach out and Nice. All of yeah. a sudden, it's you know, it's just a a situation that happens. There was a deal that just happened a, a few months ago where Joey Vita from Super Owl had a broken grain mill, and he texted us up, and and we just said, yeah, come on over, use our mill. Who cares, right? And it's right. it's a really really collaborative That's environment, fun. yeah, um, and it's very fun, and and I think there's so much more room for growth in in the area hmm. and and we love it and and that's that's really the community that's that's here in davis nice uh we also collaborate a lot with uh guys in in sacramento mm-hmm. elk grove we've collaborated with flatland brewing company we've collaborated with almanac on the east bay and the entire area is just filled with breweries that are so so phenomenal and able you know willing to to, yeah, it's great. To lend a hand and 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 do whatever is necessary to help each other out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That seems to be a a common theme wherever wherever we've gone and whichever right. brewery we've talked to. That that really seems to resonate, which is fantastic to hear because it's so opposite of the yeah, business really, mind really of what is. what can, how can we get ahead. The, yeah, that's absolutely one of the things that that I love about this industry is its collaborative nature. And I think that that's something that is so unique and, and, and I, I want to foster that as much as right. possible. So, and I, and I guess I would just say from, from our standpoint, I mean, we, we've made a couple trips up there and I know on the first time up, I'd never been up into the Davis and we were primarily going to Sacramento first and we stopped in at Davis and we were kind of, I was blown away by how great. And, and I think we ended up 
doing most of California. And I think when we talked about it at the end, our, our favorite spot was coming to Davis and, and we went to Sidworks and, and I think actually your, your brewery, uh, three mile was really one of the standouts. We went to like, it was our number one, it was, the it was only our number brewery one brewery we went to uh, yeah. twice. Yeah, we hit it twice. So um, I would say to anybody who hasn't been to Davis, it's a place you have to check out. Uh, Sacramento's fantastic as well. Um, but, you know, I know that, that sometimes it kind of flies a little under the radar, it's, but it's got a great scene and, and, uh, and you guys are producing great beers. So with that in mind, what's next? What's next for Three Mile Brewing? Uh, you know, either in the near future or down the road, what are you guys' plans? So that's, a, that's another good question. So one of the things that we are continuously focused on is the mindset of quality and how do we continuously improve what we're doing here we are focused on being a world-class brewery and so we are focused on the quality aspects that uh, of the brewing process and the ingredients that are going to the beer so that is a continuous focus that's our number one priority and then also we are looking at growing the business organically so we're not we're not growing fat all of us have full-time jobs we all have families we are doing this because we love the business we love beer we want to grow the business we want to meet new people like yourselves that have a particular affinity for finely crafted beers and we want to build those relationships and have that foster the business growth and then, and then secondarily, what we've done in the past few months is we've added a few more fermenters. So we just recently added two 10-barrel fermenters and another 7-barrel fermenter. And so that increases our brewing capacity to be able to support another tap room. And so we are looking to open another tap room somewhere. Oh, and fantastic. that is very likely going to be in Vacaville, California. Oh, very cool. Which is just right down the road. Uh, yeah. From us, and and actually, you guys are the first ones to publicly hear this. Wow. Breaking, right. breaking, breaking news hey. of the good kind. Wow. <laughs> that's very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a total of twenty-seven barrel capacity difference, which is not a lot when it comes down to a lot of the right. Stuff. When you're comparing, Plus, this. we're talking about you know a couple tap rooms, which is fantastic at this point. Yeah, that's well the. That first time we visited and Joe took us into, well, let me show you where the brewery is. And we're like, oh, it's here on premise? <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's right across here. Is it behind this stuff? <laughs> I said, no, yeah. this, this is it. This, I, did, this. I, did, I did warn you guys not to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, we, we love what you're doing. Keep up the great work. Give our best to the Three Mile team. This has been Joe and Roy of Three Mile Brewing. If you're in the Sacramento area, it's 20, what, 20 minutes drive? Yeah, 20, 25 minutes from Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. something like that. It, it's a drive. You're never going to regret it. Head on over to Davis, California, Three Mile Brewing. Cheers to both of you. Thank you so much you for guys. calling in. Thank you. And uh, sharing Cheers. your story. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. We had a great time talking to Joe Runner and Roy Lester of Three Mile Brewing. Uh, we love what you guys are doing over there. We've loved our visits. Thanks for taking the time to call in and chat with us. You know, we'd love to talk some more. But right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run.